The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Like the JBuds Mini, the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. Fits on your keychain. Perfect for on the go. They come in five amazing colors. Or the JBuds Air Sport. True wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, are sweatproof, and have be aware mode that allow you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. With over 44 hours of playtime, they help you conquer the hardest workouts. Use the code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts at eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. I mean, come on, guys. What's not to love? Well, the parts you need at the prices you want, it's so easy to bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. The Volume. It's Snaps, presented by FanDuel. Football season is here, and there's no better place to get in on that action than FanDuel. But why, T-Bob? Why? Well, let me tell you. Okay, first off, the app is safe, secure. It's easy to use, okay? FanDuel always has these great exclusive offers where you can get juice, win a little more. Uh, When you win, you'll get paid fast. No waiting, no BS. And they got a ton of ways to play, man. Spread, money line over, unders, totals, props, same game, parlays, everything. Live betting. If you get to the show late, it doesn't matter. Just live bet it. They also have the teasingly vague same game parlay plus. I don't think it's a streaming service, but there's only one way to find out. It's by downloading the FanDuel Sportsbook app today, promo code SNAPS, and make every moment more this football season. What up, everybody? What's up? What's up? Welcome in. What's good? What's going on? Everybody hanging out with us today. Uh, whether you're listening here live in the Volume Sports YouTube channel, which uh, thank you, subscribe, like, post, or maybe you're listening in the future on a podcast. Well, uh, I hope it's great. I hope the future's great. I hope we've avoided any major geopolitical issues since uh, this pod has dropped and that uh, we are hurtling towards another fine Saturday of which we will begin to break down today on Tuesday. This is Snaps. We're on the Volume Sports uh, Podcast Network. Shout out to Papa Con Coward. Shout out to FanDuel, who brings you Snaps. Uh, promo code SNAPS if you are signing up for a FanDuel account. Remember, uh, whether you're new or old, every single Thursday with FanDuel, $10 same game parlay for free. Right? If you lose, you get your money back. I took advantage of it every week. I haven't won a parlay because... I am awful at gambling. I'm going through a bit of a crisis of confidence right now, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I feel good 
about snaps. And so if you want to keep helping us grow the show, please tell your friends about it. Thank you so much. Aaron Murray, QB1, SEC record holder, Georgia's finest. Well, Tampa by, you know, Georgia by Tampa. Aaron, what's up, dude? Brum, are you hearing him and I'm just not hearing him? Am I crazy? Am I good? Uh, no, okay. Aaron was Snack, gone. Can you? Okay, 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 no okay. Worries. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so we got a wild uh, star here, T. Bob. We are talking about okay. So on today's show, we're going to discuss Brian Kelly versus Billy Napier. How much pressure is on this game? Right here, Fire in the chat says it's year one for both coaches. No such thing as a must win. Well, uh, we will see about that. Uh, then we'll get into who is better toggle at a Los Angeles, the battle for LA beyond being a mediocre movie. I believe there's a battle for Los Angeles. That's a mediocre movie. might even be a remake of it, uh, but we'll talk about USC, UCLA, who is the better team. US, UCLA already passing their Utah test USC looking to do the same this weekend. And then to close out the show, we will hand out some mid-season grades, okay? And we're doing this for all the new coaches. So you got Lincoln Riley, Brian Kelly, Marcus Freeman, Mario Cristobal, Billy Napier, and Brent Venables. Who is doing the best job? Uh, we're also celebrating the life and times of Vince Guaraldi, um, who it is Guaraldi season. Let's be painfully clear about that. Uh, when you were talking about uh, it being now Halloween into Thanksgiving into Christmas. It is time for you to be playing the Peanuts trio. All right. Uh, look, I'm just going to start rolling, bro. And whenever Aaron gets in here, we will dive in. And look, as always, if you want to get involved, uh, just hop in the chat right there. And uh, we could talk. And if you sign up, Fandle, Fandle promo code snaps. What's up, Dylan? What's happening, y'all? All right. Uh, how much pressure? Yo, yo, yo. Kelly. Oh, Aaron, what's up, dude? Welcome back. You got QB1, Aaron Murray. Aaron, what's up, dude? Uh, how you feeling? Dude, I was, going, I was going on a nice little tangent there. And then, you know, I know. technical difficulties on the road. Uh, I got a Wednesday night game tomorrow night. So uh, I am in Huntington, West Virginia right now. So working outside the office. So I do apologize for the quick oopsie on my end. But I was about to get in a huge rant and bitching and moaning about the NFL. So. I don't know if it's too late or not to get into it. If it no, no. If I, if I uh, oh, I'm so moment, sorry we missed your great rant about not did, college football. But it was a way to like make college football yeah. seem better because yes. the NFL has turned into Sherman Soft over there, with especially with quarterbacks. Like, what are we doing here? Like, you, you can't even touch a quarterback now. So the, I'll, I'll yeah, tie it back in Brumley. At least in college football, you could somewhat hit a quarterback. There you go. Yeah, I mean, what? What? Soon enough, these quarterbacks are going to be having to sign consent. I mean, am I right? Jeez, what? You can't just touch them without them wanting you to. Unbelievable, dude. It's uh, (laughs) yeah. Look, I will say this: if we wanted, wow, the poll question in the chat was Aaron's rant going to be interesting? I bet you it was because that's (laughs) a quarterback. That's a quarterback perspective on these roughing the passer calls. Now, I will say this to tie back into college: Do y'all agree with this? I think college has actually done a fantastic job with targeting this year. I feel like they have finally found the rule. After years of data gathering, uh, they put in the review process. They slightly change it to go. I think now, like, it's just crown. Like, face mask is more allowed now. Uh, I feel like they've gotten it way more right 
this year. And even when they've called it wrong, they've gone and reviewed it and gotten it right. Yeah. So my same hope is that eventually the NFL can land somewhere there with roughing the passer. Because what happened to Chris Jones last night is criminal. Like, I do agree with you yeah. there. Yeah. Well, we saw it over the weekend, too, with Tom Brady versus the Falcons, for goodness sakes. But, you know, it's, it's getting better. I just think that there's 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 been still moments this year when you watch college football where you can you can you know the intent of a player like you can tell like when someone's trying to be dirty you know go back to what two weeks ago with Dylan Gabriel and and the hit that he took like that was dirty like that that deserved to be you're kicked out of the game and honestly maybe even suspended for the following game like that was an intent to hurt an individual there are plenty of plays defensively when I watch the game where it's like okay the intent was not there to hurt it's bang yeah. bang. He was going for a certain area of the body that the receiver dipped and ended up being helmet helmet. And then shoot, man, T about half the time I turn on some of these penalties. And the 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 offensive player is is the one initiating the contact with the helmet, but the offensive guy never gets called. So yeah, it's, it's safe for a running back to dip his head and to initiate contact, but it's yeah. it's 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 you get suspended for a game if you're a defended player. So I just think that there's it has it gotten better, yes. Is the reviews better? Yes. But I still think we're a far way for, away from, from being consistent in that. Uh, Brum, is there anything else you want me to rant on? I could yell about NIL deals and how they're ruining the game. Maybe in light of the terrible. Eli Ricks news, the lack of loyalty. Like any more old man rants you want us to go on here, Brum, as we avoid doing the actual You can show complain about conference realignment. Um, yes. Oh, thank no, 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 no. That's good. That that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. No, fine. not if you're being old it's man. The cloud. Do you hate all of this? You hate targeting. You hate conference what? realignment and you hate these that's damn it. kids being paid all this money. You know what else you hate? You hate recruiting rankings. Keep your yeah. stars. Okay. I want hearts. I don't give a damn. How many hearts does a kid have? That's all I care about. Okay. That's what's going to win you games. Uh, speaking of trying to win the games. Cody Brunet saying Eli Ricks can stay riding the bench at Bama. Um, mm. There's a question, and, and maybe we'll get to Ricks. Probably not, but maybe so at the end of the show. Uh, oh, shout out Josh Rumsey for the $10 Super Chat. Hell yeah, man. Thank you, Josh. It's very kind of you. Uh, okay, that so uh, that that is $10 that uh, will go to the Volume Sports YouTube channel now. But oh, nice. $10 technically coming through staffs, right? Okay, so like looking good for the boys here. Colin I mean, that knocks it, you know, FanDuel, shout out, just making y'all money. Sure, you need that uh, 10 cents. <laughs> You're taking more money from that than me, the guy that works for you every weekend. Uh, let's talk Brian Kelly versus Florida. LSU, I'm taking on the Gators in the Swamp this weekend. And it is terribly fascinating to me, Aaron, because as we'll get to during report card season, I see two teams that in a lot of ways are similar. Year one of new coaches, rebuilding pretty significantly. However, mm -hmm. I do see one season that feels way better than the other does. And 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 that is Florida over LSU. And it's odd because I feel like Billy Napier enters this game basically with house money. It's a bit of land yet. It's 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 not the biggest deal win or lose here no, no no a lot to be gained i should i should preface that like a lot to be gained for florida if they win the game i guess i'm talking about nightmare scenarios if florida were to lose uh sure those fans are going to be upset because they're sick of losing to lsu yeah. but i don't think it's going to be any great referendum on billy napier i don't know if i can say the same about brian kelly right now it's 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 i i guess i would say this if you're asking me how much pressure is on brian kelly 
versus in this Florida game, I think there's as much pressure as you can apply knowing that a job and everything else is completely safe, right? Like I'm not saying pressure, like anybody's going to get fired or anything like that, but I'm talking about pressure. in if you want the fan base to believe in you and you don't want to have to deal with just a, a swirling maelstrom of negativity and, and bad headlines and people jumping the ship and having to earn them back this weekend goes a very long way. So, no, I think all the pressure is on LSU this weekend. I think the pressure is on both teams. I, I, I wouldn't put it one more than the other right now. I think the pressure is is not in the sense of like, okay, it's a must win because it is still year one. And I think I think both these teams have performed well this year. I mean, both are four and two. Both have had some really good wins. I mean, go back a couple weeks ago, LSU beat Mississippi State. That's a hell of a win. I think Mississippi State's the third or fourth best team in the SEC. To get that win was a signature win year one for Brian Kelly. Obviously, Florida is, is you know, yeah. the game versus Tennessee was a loss, but you saw some progression. A nice win last week versus Missouri. I think both programs are heading in the right direction where a loss doesn't necessarily set that back. I think the pressure is is more of like just keeping up with the Joneses, you know, in the sense of recruiting, especially recruiting. Like there, there is, you're in the league right now, and we talked about it yesterday of like, okay, why would a coach want to come take the job at Auburn over Nebraska? Because you you have to face all these 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 coaches and these personalities. And and it's recruiting, man, and that that's the name of the game nowadays. And it's always been. It's it's not about as much of the X's and O's. It's more about the Jimmys and the Joes, like we have to talk about. And if you're LSU or Florida, and you're having to recruit against the Alabamas and the Georgias and the you know the Texases and the Oklahomas and the Texas A&Ms and the and, and, and the teams in Mississippi, you got to have good records. Let's just be honest. Like four and five star kids don't want to go to losing football teams. They want to go to games. They want to go to teams that have you know prominence in, in their conference in the SEC and then and obviously in the national landscape as well. So when you're in primetime television and when you have an opportunity to beat a big-time team, a team with a big brand like Florida or LSU, and kind of send a message to those recruits and to the, to, to the I would say, the entire conference, you got to take advantage of that early on in your career, both for these coaches. So, no, I, I don't think – I don't think to me, and I mean, you're maybe you have a better opinion on this because you're in Baton Rouge and I'm, well, I'm an outsider to both these schools. I don't think like either fan base is going to, you know, be be burning the the town down if you lose a closely contested game this weekend. So I can give you, I can give you the local feeling on the match, right? I don't think it's the logical one. And, and like a detective that's probably too close to the case and shouldn't be working it, um, I'm obviously going to approach this from a very egocentric sort of LSU standpoint. But you got to understand, Aaron, when this LSU job was up for grabs, Billy Napier was one of the name. I mean, was the name that was constantly discussed. Because Brian Kelly never really yeah. entered the mix because it was thought to be unrealistic, right? And 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 the the lines in the sand, that were drawn over Billy Napier, right? With some old school, more uh, prideful LSU fans being like, he came from UL, you can't get UL's head coach or LSU, blah, 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 right? He's on, you know, all, all these sorts of things. First, the other ones who are like, no, he's had incredible success at UL. He's turned down multiple jobs. He's been waiting for this job. Like he is the fast riser that you want to catch on the way up. Now you went and hired Brian Kelly. So you made an unimpeachable hire from a resume standpoint but you still did maybe potentially miss 
on the next big thing. And like, those are the narratives that are in play come Saturday in the swamp is it, it, it is a referendum on the choice that Scott Woodward made to hire Brian Kelly and never even interview Billy Napier. Because if you look like we said, both schools are rebuilding, maybe Florida yep. slightly more significantly than LSU, but I don't know. I mean, LSU was mm-hmm. down to 39 players yep. uh, in that Texas bowl and has had to build up from that. The problem with LSU right now is even in the context of that rebuild, it feels like they are not getting the most out of their players. I mean, the vast majority of the talent lies in the wide receiver room, and that's a wide receiver room that has not really done anything yet this season. And it feels like if Billy Napier were to win this game with equivalent to maybe less than talent, whatever, like even, but even equals that, if Billy Napier wins this game, it feels like he is getting more and maximizing what he has while you are maybe underachieving a bit on what you have. It would also be the first time in, you beat Florida three times in a row now. So people have gotten very yeah. used to that. Uh, it would, it would, it would, it would be, it would be really bad. It, it would, it would set up for multiple weeks of very bad headlines with Ole Miss looming very large the following well, week. Ole Miss, then Alabama too. I think that, that, that's a little bit of a concern too. Like if you yeah. can't, you, you just got embarrassed. I mean, the problem is you just got embarrassed by Tennessee. So there's a lot of fans right now. That, in front of a lot of recruits, yeah. Aaron, to your point, you got a embarrassed lot of recruits. Tennessee and a lot of recruits, dude. Yeah, you're you're at home, uh, big time opportunity to knock down a, a top ten team, and it wasn't close. I mean, it was it was it was a, a shellacking, and and it's honestly been two weeks now. I mean, you go back even two weeks ago versus Auburn, and that game, you you come back, it was great to see the fight, you great to see Auburn or, or LSU win that game in the second half, but that game should never been close. Auburn is a bad bad football yeah. team. So yeah. now all of a sudden you you had a bad week versus Auburn, uh, you found a way to win. Congratulations. You get your 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 ass destroyed versus Tennessee at home, forty to thirteen. You go on the road to Florida, you lose that game. So that's now three bad games in a row. Most likely going to lose to Ole Miss. Most likely going to lose to Alabama. So you have a a four game losing streak and really five games that you haven't played that well. Then you have to turn around and play at Arkansas, which is not a a a walk in there and just win football game. And we've talked about Arkansas. Their 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 weakness is their secondary. And LSU right now still is finding a ways to get those receivers involved in the game. So I just think there's a, a, I think you made a good point T Bob. Like there's a frustration of, we, we looked at this season and we saw the talent on both sides of the football. We saw the, the talent at the receiving spot. And we said, we yeah. got a better coach. We're going to find a way to get those guys the ball. We're going to find a way to play an exciting brand of football. And we're not seeing that on offense. We're not seeing these receivers get involved. Kayshawn has been extremely disappointing. Uh, Malik neighbors has been good when he gets going, but like, how do you get that position right? And you look at this game right now, and, and it's a tale of, I talked about it yesterday, it's, it's a tale of haves and half-nots. Like, do you have a quarterback or do you not have a quarterback? And you can easily say when you look at that Anthony Richardson, where he's had his moments this year of not playing great, he's getting better. And, and he's making plays in the pass game. He's making plays in the run game. What he did versus Tennessee was great. I thought he looked pretty darn good last week with Missouri. So you see a progression on that football team. Yeah. You look at LSU and it seems to be going in the opposite direction. They seem to be regressing yeah. on offense, especially in the passing game and not getting those receivers involved. So I just think that there's a sense of why aren't we getting better? We have better coaching. We have talent, but we're kind of in, in quicksand, or quicksand right now. No, I mean, that that's exactly 
what it is. Uh, I have never felt more down on the LSU offensive and offensive philosophy uh, than I do right now. It's because of two bad games in a row. Like Tennessee was supposed yeah. to be bad. You completely failed uh, to, or excuse me, they're supposed to be bad defensively, right? You completely failed to take advantage of that same bad defense. Josh Rumsey in the chat says, uh, so he said, uh, what, where did he say about, oh, it's about LSU's defense. Um, oh man, I, 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 oh, okay. He says, uh, Josh Rumsey says, because Florida's defense is better than LSU. Uh, I don't know that I believe that. Like, I want to say Florida's ranked 12th in both points per yeah. game given up and total defense. So this is not a Florida defense that's been particularly good. But again, for the second week in a row, like if it's bad LSU offense versus a bad defense, I'm siding with the defense right now, especially when the health of Will Campbell's in a pretty unknown and um, kind of worrying spot. And I mean worrying like for him personally, right? Beyond just football, he had to spend all weekend in the hospital. He's still getting tests and everything. And, and, and they're bullish on his return. But I, you know, I don't know if he's going to play. Garrett Dellinger will not play this week, and he's been your best O lineman. So yeah, like I think, sure, Florida's defense isn't that good, but LSU's yep. offense can't take advantage. And then you yep. flip, and Florida has an elite running game. And if you want to oversell to stop it, Anthony Richard is getting better and better at making you pay through the air. Combine that with this game being in the swamp, and not only I think locally is all the pressure and expectation on Kelly to win, but I don't think that LSU does win. I think the biggest pressure is just the the the. the it's not the players or the direction of the program. I just think it's going to be more. Which is it, it's it's we as college football fans we love to talk. We love to compare. That's just part of the game. It's part of the world we live in, especially in this in this conference. I think the biggest comparison is 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 more of we had we had this coach in our backyard. We didn't interview him, like you said. He goes to Florida, and then year one, it looks like Florida's the better football team when they really shouldn't yeah. be. Yeah. That, that's exactly that's, it. You that's, summed it up perfectly. That is exactly that's, what's that's in the, the air. Problem. That's it. Yeah. That, you, that, and you know it better than I mean, and, and answer this real quick before we move on. Yeah. Why why didn't they interview him? Was it because that LSU viewed themselves as big brother? We're not going to go take something from little brother. We're too good for that. Like, why was Napier not even considered knowing that, that you've seen him? The fan base knows who he is. He knows that that state he can recruit in that state. Like, why was he never given a, a fair shake? I think that, well, look, the only person who can really know this is Scott Woodward, right? The AD. Yeah. Uh, but I think that if you look at Woodward's track record of hiring, he wants to err on the side of, I'm going to hire the guy with the unimpeachable resume. And, and my interpretation of that has always been, well, you know, not only is it obviously like, you know, common sense. Okay. Let me try to go get the guy who has the best resume, but it basically makes you unimpeachable from a blame standpoint. Like right now at Texas A&M, it has gone awry with Jimbo Fisher. Uh, yeah. At least currently, it feels very awry, right? That's a Scott Woodward deal. But if you look at the context with which Jimbo Fisher was hired, that was viewed like a home run. And he can sit there and say, mm -hmm. look, I don't know, man. He was producing first-round quarterbacks. He had a national championship. Like, it's not my fault. that It, it wasn't like I took a chance on some unknown quantity mm -hmm. and paid him millions and it didn't work out. So I think it's a bit of a risk aversion thing in that he has always had his sights set on a better resume than what Billy Napier had at the time. So 
We will. I still, uh, I still think it's a better hire. I mean, I, I listen. We're looking at this right now from a a, a six game sample size and going to be yeah. a seven game sample size. Like that is small stuff right there. When you look at where these programs have the chance to be in the next year or two and and beyond, because I don't think these coaches are going anywhere uh, anytime soon. I still believe in my heart of hearts, knowing the recruiting town in LSU and in Louisiana, excuse me, and knowing that LSU kind of has as a has a hold on Louisiana compared to Florida. We've talked about on the show before, like, you know, everyone goes to Florida. You got Miami, you got Florida State, you got the, the Georgia's, Alabama's. Like, everyone has infiltrated that state, and no one has really done a good job of finding a way to get into to Louisiana. Uh, yeah. It really is LSU State. So I feel long-term-wise that Brian Kelly is that guy that 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 in next year and the year after that, once he finds a quarterback that can fit his system a little bit better, that that LSU is going to skyrocket up the rankings. So I guess my message from being on the outside looking in to you crazy LSU fans is just relax. Like the world is not going to end, even if you lose to this weekend to to Billy Napier. It's not, hey, we should have hired Billy Napier. He should have been our coach. He was right in our backyard. What the hell were we thinking? No, you got the better coach. You got the better guy. Just be patient. He's going to get this thing right. Don't worry about it. Shut the hell up, Aaron Murray. Don't you tell me to relax, dude. You gotta beat Billy Napier. Bought a freaking line, okay, dude. Um, no, he kind of really does. I, I look, I too am a cult of Kelly believer long term. Absolutely. Yes. But I also don't want life to be miserable in the short term. Like I said, nobody's getting fired. But I do no. not want to have to do two weeks of shows, three weeks, a month of shows about how horrible it all is at LSU right now. Uh, okay, so we'll see. I gotta watch. I gotta watch a bit more Florida film today on Tuesday. I do not think LSU wins this game, but I gotta watch a bit more Florida film, and we will see. Yep. Uh, let's move on to our next topic, one that is very near and dear to our hearts, and that's uh, we're gonna fly all the way out west. The land where the uh, ocean meets the sand. Talking about sunny Los Angeles, as there's not just one, but two good Angelino football teams. That's right. USC and UCLA both kicking ass right now and on a collision course. Now, there's still some things to go. USC, Utah this weekend, right? UCLA passed their Utah test. Now it's USC's turn. That said, Aaron. When you look at these two teams as they stand today, who is the top dog in Los Angeles? Oh man, this is tough. I love both teams. We've been we've been fight on all year, but I'm going UCLA. I mean, go Bruins, man. They they look and like and, and it's funny because we keep saying that USC's defense is not good. We keep saying that 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 that, that they're they're an issue, but I mean it's it's a great defense right now. I mean, you look at the USC statistically on defense, you know, the, the number one in, in turnovers, uh, they're doing a great job in the air. Like they're, I think one of the top when it comes to points given up per game as well. So like we keep saying, Oh, USC is good because of the, you know, they got a quarterback and they got the offense. No, the defense has been one of the better defenses in that conference this year. And I think they play very good complimentary football, but when you turn on the tape and kind of see both teams and their identities on both sides, I love what I see from UCLA. Like, DTR right now is an absolute savage. 20 touchdowns. He's doing it on in the air. He's doing it on the ground. Uh, Zach Cabernet, our Cabernet, our Mr. Char- Wine Man has Char- been phenomenal Char- as well. 
Did I butcher Charbonnet? Did I butcher Charbonnet. it again? I will get it I right eventually. Zach Cabernet, dude. I Zach Cabernet. I mean, I'm that should be. I'm never going to crept you again. And in fact, <laughs> on this show, on Snaps, I will only refer to him as Zach Cabernet. I'm never calling yeah, him Charbonnet Zach again. Cabernet. Yeah, Zach Cabernet. Cabernet. You, I, you know, I'm on the road. I need some wine tonight. Um, and then the defense, too. I mean, I talk about USC's defense being tough. UCLA... I think the biggest thing to me, the difference, and and maybe because I cover so much SEC football, this is why I gravitate to UCLA, is the fact that when you watch them, there's a a a, a more of a sense of physicality, like on both yeah, lines of scrimmage. Like offensively, they well. get after your ass. Like they they are dominant up front. When you look at them defensively, they're more dominant up front. So if I look at a team that 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 could not only win the conference but maybe even match up better they give me more confidence that they can match up better against a big 10 team against a big or an sec team just because they're a little bit more physical at the line of scrimmage so that's why i'm giving them a little bit more of the edge as kind of the kings of la right now see so the only thing the only reason why i'm not sure about the thing in the trenches and i need to watch more ucla offensive film as well is i definitely like ucla's front seven better than usc's front seven like usc is small on the front seven and their yes. Mike linebacker is six, five, 200 pounds. It's just weird. I, I, he looks like Slenderman out there in the middle of the field. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, UCLA's front seven are they're They're big first off and maybe have, uh, not the most athletic, see, but they're soft. They're, they're definitely better, but I do love USC's offensive line. And, and I know UCLA's yeah. is nothing to, to, to sneeze that either, but USC's, as we've no. talked about on the show, it's all upperclassmen by a redshirt senior center um i think the youngest player they have that rotates in is one of the tackles is a redshirt sophomore and even he rotates with the redshirt junior they got great size on that side of the ball so i like usc in the trenches offensively and when you look at who's the better team it's actually pretty fascinating statistically right now and really satisfying these two teams there and by the way all these stats are for fbs only games okay filtering out yep. cupcakes uh these two teams first and second in the pac 12 in scoring ucla 40.8 usc 40.2 uh usc first in the pac 12 in points given up at 18.7 but ucla right there at fifth at 25.8 not a huge functional difference there honestly uh both of them allow right at 350 yards per game uh which interestingly enough is good for first and second in the pac 12. and you mentioned usc's defense well, i was talking about how it's not good to me while I, I think they maybe do have some problems up front i think the secondary is damn good like, like ucla advantage yeah. in the front seven usc advantage in the, the backfield uh the only question you have with usc is while the defense has been really good is it sustainable and it's because they continue to force turnovers at an insane rate again think yeah. about iowa from last year who did it for about half of the season and had them all the way up in the top five before it normalized it didn't even it's not that it completely fell off it just normalized the law of averages came and iowa fell off hard defensively well right now usc is winning winning the turnover battle by a margin of 2.3 turnovers per game, a margin. Plus 14 That's this year. insane. That is yeah. insane. And I'm pretty sure it's plus 14, maybe tops of the country. If it's not, it's in the top five. Uh, yeah. 
UCLA's been very good with the ball this year. They're right behind them. They average, they they win by one turnover per game, which is winning football. They've only turned the ball over six times. Uh, DTR has only thrown two picks on the year. USC has forced 12 picks out of their 62. So what, what you're seeing here is already I'm kind of fading USC's ability to keep up with a turnover rate. And especially going against UCLA, if DTR protects the ball, I yep. do feel you. I think USC probably finds a way to break through in the end. But if USC's defense can continue to keep those turnovers up, then it's close enough where I think that tips the scales in USC's favor. You know what you want really tips the scales, T Bob, is the fact that that when they these two face each other, the game is at UCLA. It's at the Rose Bowl. <laughs> well. Yeah. Okay. 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 I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know. For a second there, I was like, "Is he really going? Like, is he going down this route?" I mean, like, I, guess, I mean, if nothing else, Aaron, like, who, okay, how I many? Who gets more fans at that? The real question is, who yeah. gets more fans at that game? I'm like, guessing USC. I'm guessing USC. I am too. But 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 seventy thirty USC. You think yeah. so? I think okay, definitely be more. USC I think USC like. To compare it to, I think it's like a Yankees Mets town in terms of LA. It's yeah, like, I would agree with that. That's like, but but at the same time, like if UCLA fans are ever going to show up, now's the time, right? Yeah. And you know you want to at least try to get it to 50 50. I don't think, I, I guess y'all are right. I don't think they will. I, I, listen, but, I think, uh, so my, so I mean, they got a bye week this week, UCLA does, but then they're they're on the road versus Oregon. I mean, that to me, that is Oof. that's a massive game. I mean, we talked about USC and UCLA as as you know, kind of those two teams right now in the Pac-12. But if you want to look at stats, uh, Oregon is one of the top teams, in, especially on offense, in that conference. They've been absolutely dominant since that loss to Georgia. I mean, they've been just steamrolling everyone. So. Um, that's going to be a great football game. If UCLA can win that game on the road there in Eugene, I mean, they should be a top six team in the country. Seven yeah. and zero, it's crazy, man. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, that's I mean, that's yeah. completely fair. You, Oregon looks really good. That's that would be a great win. J Lab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLab joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools, showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order, visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Aaron, did you already know? I am the proud owner of not one, but two murdered out minivans. Black on black on black. You know, we just had the second kid, so we need a little bit something bigger 
They yeah. get the, the kids and the dogs around T-Bob, so you got to sell me a little bit more. Bro, I'm telling you, dude, they're incredible. I mean, the, the, the amount of room that you have for activities will blow your mind. You've never experienced anything like it. Plus, you've never felt the true joy that comes from ultimate convenience until you have sliding doors with kids in a busy parking lot, okay? Like, you never bump any other cars. They're amazing. There's, like, ways to open the door and the keys. It's like, I can open my doors in 18 different ways, and they slide. The only thing that feels better is not paying a car note. How do you not pay a car note? You extend the life of your vehicle, and that's where eBay Motors comes into play. Yeah, with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED lights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, look, guys, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. I mean, come on, guys. What's not to love? Well, the parts you need at the prices you want, it's so easy to bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And if you join today, you get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed. Whenever you place your first $5 bet, it's that easy. All That's free bets back if... Your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with the promo code SNAPS. T-Bob here from the new college football show here on the volume. SNAPS. When I'm looking at the board this weekend, uh, look, I'm still figuring out, right? There's a lot that I like. I'm kind of tempted here by Penn State plus six and a half in the road on Michigan. Speaking of dogs, I'll continue to roll with the Kansas Jayhawks. 5-0-1 against the spread on the year, plus seven and a half going to Norman this weekend. Let's take this show on the road, Hawks. Caw, caw! And check it out. FanDuel is an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't fumble your chance to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code SNAPS. And remember to make every moment more this season with FanDuel. Sorry, excuse me, I had to cough. Uh, okay, last thing on this game real quick before we move on. Just look at this beautiful quarterback matchup. DTR, number one rated quarterback right now in the Pac-12 completing 75% of his passes, 250 per game, 15 touchdowns, two picks, and that's just through the air. Caleb Williams on the other side, averaging about 15 yards more per game, but only completing 65%, but still 14 to one touchdown to pick ratio. I mean, if nothing else, this has just been a renaissance, and unlike Texas and Oklahoma, it is a statement year for these two schools after they announce that they will be stepping up in competition and heading to the Big Ten. And and let's not get too ahead of ourselves with this who's the best in LA talk, right? Because USC needs to go beat Utah this weekend. That's yeah. the next major test. And if I was USC, I'd They're be three very wary. Dogs. That's what I was gonna say. If I, if I was USC, I would be very wary of facing this hungry Utah team that's going to be pissed mm -hmm. off, that doesn't want to lose to an L.A. team two weeks in a row, a team that beat the hell out of you 
what, not once but twice last season, I believe. So yep. let's not get too ahead of ourselves. I'm still a petit Trojan boy, though. And, um, dude, I'll take them as dogs. Are you kidding me? Get out of here. Oh, am, I su- am I falling into the sucker line again? I'm so bad. Right now, I gotta figure it out. All right, uh, let's get to some mid-season grades. Oh, look at this! Look at this! A barge in the chat. UCLA has a chip on their shoulder. <laughs> That's what I like to see. A barge, shout out everybody! Give him love. Uh, all right, let's get into some mid-season grades. So, what this is, we have looked at uh, all of the biggest new hires in college football. Okay. That's Lincoln Riley, Brian Kelly, Marcus Freeman, Mario Cristobal, Billy Napier, and Brent Venables. And we have given them, imagine this, a midseason grade. Uh, Aaron, I don't know how you approach this. I approach this based off, I kind of graded them. Okay, where are the results landing in relation to expectation, right? So you could have a worse record, but I could give you a better grade if I feel like you have overachieved versus underachieved. Aaron Murray, let's start at the top with the guy who I think this one's pretty damn easy, Lincoln Riley. What grade would you give Lincoln Riley thus far? I'd give him an A, maybe an A+, plus, 100%. I mean, what he's doing yeah. right now, undefeated, they're rolling, and it's not just the offense, but when we keep talking about like that this defense is performing, and then you look at how bad Oklahoma has, has looked these past three weeks, and you guys like, damn, man, like what – what did Lincoln Riley mean to Oklahoma and especially the <laughs> yeah. offensive side of football? So I think to me that that even elevates him to that A plus is knowing that how bad Oklahoma's been without him as the head coach and how far they've dropped in that conference is like, wow, like he's he was that dude at Oklahoma. So good for him, man. Trojan on uh, a, a plus for 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 him. Yeah, I mean, how would Lincoln? I mean, it, it's an A plus. It, it's an A plus. He, yeah. b- because he's literally been perfect. So like. Despite my preface about expectations, expectations are irrelevant because you could not have been better than he's been. USC ranks at the top of the Pac-12 in almost everything offensively. We talk about their defense turning the ball over at an incredible rank. You're undefeated. You rank top 10 in the country, and this is a year removed from going 4-8. and eight. Oh, and you have one of the Heisman favorites at quarterback, and it's a Heisman favorite quarterback that can be directly attributed to Lincoln Riley, okay? Uh, This is no disrespect, but this is not Hypo inheriting Hooker uh, and then trying to bring in Milton, right? No, no, no. This is a guy that Lincoln Riley took with him from Oklahoma, and he has solely trained and has now made him into a Heisman favorite, even though, I mean, honestly, DTR should be higher in the Heisman conversation than he is, even though I think he's not. Um, Show some respect for DTR. But, uh, yeah, A-plus for Lincoln Riley. Uh, let's see this weekend, though. Uh, next on the list, a guy we talked about a bit earlier in the show, uh, Brian Kelly. Aaron, yeah. I I again want you to start this one because I'm interested to see where it lands next to mine. Yeah, I'll give I'll give Brian Kelly a, a C right now, maybe a little C plus. Uh, I think the biggest thing is the two losses. Like I love the the, the win versus Mississippi State, and I still think the the you know, the future is bright. You know. I think if you, you wait a couple more weeks, that grade can probably go down a little bit, especially what happens versus Florida this weekend. But I think the, the big thing that stands out to me is how bad the losses were. Like you saw, you know, let's go back to Florida State week one. You saw a very undisciplined football team, penalties, uh, yeah. turnovers. And you're kind of like, well, I, I expected Brian Kelly to come in there. I know it's week one and I want to temper my expectations, but you saw it that, hey, man, this is going to be a more disciplined football team. This is a team that's going to do the little things 
correctly because every time I talked to any of those players this offseason, it was attention to detail. There's an extreme focus on the little things. And week yep. one, it was like, well, what the hell happened to that? Like, you guys look yeah. awful and you're doing stupid, te- <laughs> stupid penalties and turnovers. Like, that is the complete opposite of what a disciplined football team should look like. But they have progressed. But then the second loss at home, in front of your home crowd, uh, you get blown out. Then I talk about the, 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 the win versus Auburn was not great by any means either. So, no. yeah, I, listen, it's, it's, it's C, it's just passing. Uh, with with obviously high expectations still there of, of of him being in this program being at a much higher level very very soon in the near future, but right now I just still see a little bit sloppy, especially on the offense side of the football. Uh, it's it, for me, it's a C minus, and it's it's very clear why. And in fact, I think you nailed a lot of it there. Uh, by the way, shout out John John Southern Exposure in the chat says Tennessee will be SEC champs this year. We could talk about that. John John also said he discovered the channel subbed. Hell yeah, John John. We love to hear it. Uh, but look, from a from a preseason expectation win-loss standpoint, you are arguably under schedule with the Florida State loss. Maybe still right on, but you know, still that's a mark against. Um, so overall, though, like the record, it's not that the record is that crazy off what you were thinking. This is not a Miami situation, but the look and feel of the games, exactly what you were alluding to. Uh, that's the issue here. It has been tough sledding against Power 5 opponents outside of that Mississippi State game. In fact, that Mississippi State win is the only reason why I didn't give you a D in this category because you're right. They have looked inexplicably undisciplined. They've looked very boring offensively. They have not been able to take advantage of their most talented players on that team. They failed to cover in every power five matchup, uh, save for that Mississippi state game. And I don't mean that just for me. That's like, why you're you know, so oh, salty. Cause they, they no, 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 I should have put that in my reasoning though. Cause that is a big reason. Like, no, but, but no, but that's why I hesitate to bring this up, bro. I don't care about like, the money, whatever. I'm not gambling money that I'm not completely comfortable losing. It's all for fun, right? The point is whether or not a team covers can show you how close are they performing to expectation. And LSU has consistently fallen under the expectation mark and pretty significantly at times, okay? And so, uh, yeah, all of that comes together and you, and and then, as I said, after every single game with Brian Kelly saying we got out coached, we got out coached. Okay, well, I'm going to take you at your word, and that's a C minus. It's a C minus. Yep. It's not awful. Mississippi State keeping you out of the D category, but barely. Next on this list, we got Marcus Freeman, and uh, I'll start this one off here, Aaron. Yep. I- I'm actually going to go C plus here, and maybe this is uh, maybe I would be judging it more harshly if I was of the Notre Dame community because I do know that expectations were high before the season. And they were probably even higher after that Ohio State loss, in which I think that is aged favorably for whatever that is worth. I think I think that that loss is aged favorably. But then you get to the Marshall loss. And that's when you get thrown down into F territory. Like all of a sudden it's complete disaster. But after that, okay, I see you're slowly you're 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 building the blocks, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. You beat a pretty solid Cal team. You come back, uh, you beat a kind of nice UNC team by double digits. By the way, Notre Dame's crappy often scored 45 
against UNC. That's going to matter here in a little bit even more. Yes. Uh, and then you beat BYU, a solid BYU team, 28 to 10. And you're going to have the opportunity to climb even higher. You still got a ranked Syracuse team in a couple of weeks. You got Clemson at home later. You got USC to end the year. So maybe I'm being too bullish and he should be C minus D plus along with Brian Kelly. I'm actually going to give Marcus Freeman a C plus here. Yeah, I'm going to give him a B, honestly. Because, oh, I mean, wow. With a martial loss, you're giving this man a B. Yes, even with a martial okay. loss, I'm giving him okay. a B. Uh, wow. They've played Ohio State better than anyone else has played Ohio State this season. And and let's not forget, I mean, this is this has primarily been with your backup quarterback in Drew Pine. Tyler Buckner has been out for, for the majority of the season. So the fact that he's been able to pivot, especially on offense, and, yeah. and find ways to score points and find ways to get the offense going, because we knew the defense was going to be good. And the offense has struggled, 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 struggled. And now all of a sudden, like, your backup quarterback's playing pretty damn good these past couple of weeks. So I know you've benefited a little bit from, from some of the schedule. You brought up the, the UNC defense and how god-awful they are. But I'm giving him a B to, to be able to weather the storm, to to, to push Ohio State to, to, the, to essentially their limits there in week one, to have that awful loss versus Marshall, and then to turn around, win three games, get the offense going. Defense continues to perform well. Uh, I think there's a team that's believing. You know they love their head coach. So I, I love the direction of the program. I love him as a head coach. I think he's doing a pretty damn good job. So uh, he gets a B for me. Okay, okay. Marcus Freeman with the big B. Uh, <clears throat> Brandon Rhodes in the chat says, Brandon Rhodes says, Brent Venables has to be on edibles while, while coaching. That man is a dumpster mm. fire. We'll get to Venables. I do have to say, though, Brent Venables is probably like, on the much lower end of the list of college coaches, I would expect to be on edibles during a game. He seems pretty yeah. squarey. Um, okay. Uh, oh, real quick, y'all. Turtle Box. Okay. Turtle Box speakers. Use the promo code uh, SNAPS, turtleboxspeakers.com. Uh, Aaron, I brought the I brought the Turtle Box. Sorry. Uh, wait, let me make sure I have the website. I brought the Turtle Box to the tailgate this weekend, though. And it was awesome for those who don't know. And, and unfortunately, I actually left it in my minivan. And so that's why I don't have it here in studio with me. But these are the best Bluetooth speakers on the market. It's TurtleBoxAudio.com. TurtleBoxAudio.com, promo code SNAPS. It's so easy to sync up. They're completely waterproof. You can drop this thing. It's like super well-made. It gets loud AF. And if you want to splurge and you buy two of them, you can do stereo sound. They're the best. Again, trust Turtle Bob. Buy TurtleBox turtleboxaudio.com huge thank you to those guys and again i ride around in my neighborhood with them on my bike uh the speakers in my bike and this little like thing that i carry my daughters in and we're like jamming like moana you know all the chris all the uh princess oh, all the all classic the songs exactly I, just, exactly I love i love the thought of you driving your minivan around Ban rouge pumping the turtle box that's just oh yeah well, actually, it actually can get louder than my car speakers. That's not a yeah. that's that's not exaggeration. But dude, I my know. murdered out minivan looks freaking good, dude. Try the bra. That thing looks clean. I'm anyway, in the, I'm in. The, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in the the. With number oh, are you in it? In a month. Okay, no, what I'm kind of van you're in, I mean, uh, No, I need. I'm possibly. No, I'm not rocking. Wife gonna rock a van. 
pathetic. You see that, folks? <laughs> That's a distinct lack of confidence in your own masculinity. Okay, Aaron, <laughs> like, what, 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 what are you afraid? Your dick's gonna fall off? Minivans are incredible. Trust me, you're gonna. You're I gonna agree. See Once I agree. you get a minivan, you're gonna fall in love. You're gonna fall in love. All right. All right, um, we'll oh, by the way, promo. I'll drive yours. Snapped. I'll drive yours next week. How about that, T. Bob? Next week I'm in Baton Rouge. Hell yes, dude. Which, by the way, we got some news in that live show in Baton Rouge coming up. But promo code snaps. $20 off and free shipping and handling. All right, next on the list, Aaron Murray, we got Mario Cristobal. This is easy. F. Okay? Miami is hot garbage. They are objectively worse than when he got there. Uh, when you combine that with the fact that expectations got pumped significantly in the preseason. I mean, just look at Tyler Van Dyke. What the hell happened to Tyler Van Dyke? Mm. How does he throw 25 touchdowns and six picks last year with almost 300 a game, and now he's down to 257 touchdowns, four picks? From the oh. second-rated quarterback in the conference to the seventh. And that's even – like, he's even gotten better. They only scored 24 against UNC. That's why I brought it up earlier. UNC gives up 33 a game. If you only scored 24 against Chiswick and that UNC defense, you deserve yep. to be fired on the spot, even if you have a $20 billion buyout. So, Mario Cristobal, hard F. Hard F. I'm with you, too. F, 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 F. I mean, A&M's garbage. You lost to them. UNC, defensively, you, you just stay the points, and then you lose to Middle Tennessee State at home. Uh, it's just a program right now in, 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 in a bad place. Fans don't show up to games. Players aren't playing well. Coaches aren't doing their job. It's it's ugly. I mean, we were hoping that Miami's back just because they're they're one of those brands that you know when Miami's performing and Miami's in the conversation, football's better. Just like when USC and Texas are performing, football's just better and college football is yep. better. And and we were hoping that they would get there this year with Mario Cristobal, and it just ain't happening. So yeah, that's a big F, and you can't lose those type of ball games, especially some of them being at home. And essentially ruining a, a possible opportunity for your quarterback to be a top two round pick. I mean, Tyler Van Dyke would have been better off sitting this year out <laughs> and then getting ready for the NFL draft because he yeah, is he has literally gone from possibly a top two round to maybe not even draftable at this point. So it's wild. It's wild. Then I know correlation doesn't always equal causation, but it does directly correlate with Mario Cristobal showing up to town. Uh, and let's not forget after you lost to Middle Tennessee. By 14, their coach got on the radio and said, you paid us $1.5 million for 1.6 yards a carry. That'll get you an F in and of itself, even if you were undefeated on the rest of the season. Uh, next on this list, Billy Napier. Okay, unlike most of the teams on this list, Darren, Florida had very low expectations entering this season. Then he immediately rockets to the top with the big Utah win on a huge stage to start the season in the swamp. I don't think losing a rank Kentucky with Will Levis is that bad. No, nope. losing 38, 33 in Knoxville to Tennessee looks better than ever. Nope. Uh, so yeah, you didn't look great against South Florida, but you also didn't go full disaster. A la Notre Dame, a and Miami. You beat a solid Mizzou team that covers. I got Napier at a B minus here, maybe nope. even a B. I think I think I, I think that that you could say there's no moral victories, but if you look at how Florida fans were feeling about this year, I think he's already snagged a few moral and real victories. No, and and, and I honestly think going back and you watch the Kentucky game, I thought they were a better football team. Like if you just watch, say like the coaches tape, uh, they 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 beat up Kentucky. You know, Anthony Richardson doesn't throw those interceptions 
that were not Kentucky's, you know, making plays. There's a difference between turnovers and takeaways. Like those were his turning the ball over. I think yeah, Florida wins the football point, game. Actually. And then, and then what they did on the road versus Tennessee, who, I mean, call me crazy. I still think that there's a really good chance that Tennessee wins the game this weekend. You said it like that. Oh, win yeah. Or that loss looks really darn good. And, and probably one of the most hostile environments in college football. So I'm with you. B minus Billy Napier. Uh, he, he's, he's, he's building, I think a, a heck of a program there. He's committed to recruiting. I think the fan base is, 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 you know, sipping on the Kool-Aid right now. Uh, Anthony Richardson's getting better. This is a team that I think regardless of what happens this weekend, I do think they take care of business versus LSU. They're taking a, some massive steps in the right direction to be very consistent in this league. Dude, if they beat LSU this weekend, I mean, I think that jumps up Napier to a category. They've lost yes. three in a row to LSU. Yep. I think it's like seven of the last nine. And, and and then again, if they lose, though, I don't think it knocks them down at all, which is why we get back to kind of who's playing with house money versus who is not this season. And finally, we arrive. Hmm. Brent Venables. I know Mario Cristobal has been bad. But if I give Mario Cristobal an F, I have to come up with some sort of double secret probation grade for Brent Venables, as he should get an F minus minus. Uh, I couldn't find the exact wow. number, Aaron, but Oklahoma has lost something like they've had losing seasons, something like 12 years out of like 120. They, they, they've had the least losing seasons in college football history, and they don't just look bad right now. They look awful. As we said, they just put together one of the worst three-game stretches in the past 40 years of college football, and that's not actually an exaggeration, y'all. That's not, it's not exaggerated. When, when you look at where they were favored, right, aggregate spread, like we said, how much did you actually lose by versus what were you favored by? That three-game stretch is top five bad in the last 40 years for a team that was ranked earlier. So they have yeah. fallen fallen astronomically short of expectations. Yep. They lost 49 to zero to their arch rival. What could be worse? Oh yeah, that's right. Losing 49 to zero for your arch rival for a third loss in a row. And it doesn't mm. feel like Brent Venables is the one to fix it. Just an awful grade here early on F minus minus damn you're going lower than 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 our boy mario Cristobal. i'm not going to go yeah. i'm not going to go that extreme with with, with benefits i'm going to give him a d uh, i'm not going to put him in an f category because because listen they looked good in 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 I, i'm saying that but nebraska is not very good but nebraska also is playing a little bit better right well yeah, no that's mickey joseph nebraska yeah. hold up now that's uh, mickey joseph nebraska and he's got frost nebraska it is a different it is different it is it is a different nebraska but you know they, they look good there. Like that's when like you, you really start to sip on on on. Like, man, maybe this team is is really good with Venables in year one. Defensively, it looks like they're buying in. They stop Nebraska, you know, forty nine to fourteen. Um, Kansas State's a good team. Let's see. Let's 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 just list off who they've lost to first. Like yeah, Kansas State undefeated in the conference, five one overall. TCU undefeated. Texas. Maybe could have beat Alabama if Quinn Ewers was playing. That's a great Texas football team. So, like, yes, the the, the way they lost to Texas sucks, but that was the, right now that your three losses are against three of the best teams in your conference. And this past week was without your but best. But two of them weren't even competitive. But two of them were not even without competitive. your quarter. Both of them, both that were not competitive, 
were without your starting quarterback. Dylan Gabriel okay. got hurt midway okay. through that game versus okay. TCU. And I think that's a more of an issue of you do not have a capable backup. And we talked about yesterday's show. If you do not have a capable backup in, in any conference right now, you're in deep doo-doo. In Oklahoma, that's <laughs> the biggest issue. Once it, once Dylan Gabriel is out, this offense has, has, has no identity. They can't move the football. So I take that into account. Like if Dylan Gabriel is healthy, they probably still lose both games. I don't think they're as bad. So I'm not going to say this team is complete trash right now. It's it's they've talent on both sides. They got to get more. They got to get better talent on defense. I, I will say that, but I'm not going to say F. I'll say D. It's not great. I don't know if D's D's still not passing. I don't believe. So um, no, it's not. <laughs> I would say well, Chris D Wilson for degree. Actually, worse, uh, worse. our strength coach did used to say D for degree. So I don't know. Maybe so. I thought it was but C's for degrees. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. I don't know, dude. But technically, degree does start with a D, right? I LSU, mean, LSU, uh, education, Georgia, education. general studies, baby, general studies. Let's <laughs> fucking go. Whatever. You're b- between your usage of oopsie. I had an oopsie to start the show, and talking about deep doo doo. <laughs> I can definitely tell that you are getting ready for potty training for potty so, training uh, next weekend yes. next weekend next, oh that's funny you're potty trained next weekend you know what else is next weekend we're like big and rich we're coming to your town is that big and rich it doesn't matter the point is snaps from the volume sports youtube network is coming to baton rouge we're going to be live thursday 5 to 7 p.m hanging out uh, we're going to be at the walk-ons off of Burbank. If you're in Baton Rouge, you already know it. You love it. Thursday, 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 snaps live at walk-ons of Burbank. Come drink a ton of beers with me, Brum, QB1, Aaron Murray. Get excited for the old Miss game. It's going to be an awesome time. And again, it's next Thursday. Getting ready for the old Miss game live at walk-ons of Burbank. We hope to see you all there. Please, we'll continue to push it. Please, please, please spread the word. All right, Aaron, we have run you up against your other show. Uh, you have to go. Uh, so thank you very much. You have a great day. Um, are you doing your show today on the road? I am. I am on the road, baby. Oh, okay. 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 Well, okay. Uh, volume sports, YouTube channel, subscribe, like, please, uh, subscribe to the podcast, rate it and review it, share it with your friends. And, uh, yeah. And, oh, if you sign up for FanDuel, promo code snaps. And I think we're good. Brum, thank you so much. Aaron, thank you. Thank you to all of our people hanging out with us every day. We love y'all. And we'll see you tomorrow on a brand new Snaps. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth. 
making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Active's users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.